I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Of all the fantasies and daydreams you can have. Anyone working in corporate will tell you that the most anticipated is probably what you will do the day you quit. What you'll say, how you'll leave, and the last look that you'll give to everybody before you walk out of that door. On the flip side though, the most dreaded day is probably the one when you may be fired without notice. You know, with the embarrassment, the shock, and the anxiety of an uncertain future. Unexpected layoffs are what nightmares are made of. But what if I tell you companies could be more considerate while sending away workers? I mean, instead of pushing them straight into the unemployment pool, employers can push them down a long winding slide that gradually leads to it. We are talking about layoffs with a long runway. The Wall Street Journal reports that big companies in the U.S., such as Disney and Wells Fargo, are informing workers of their impending layoff weeks and even months before their last working day. Now that's a significant departure, you know, where they escort an unlucky employee out the door, belongings in the hand, with no advance notice whatsoever. In the ongoing layoff season, all that workers might have to go on is the HR grapevine or external buzz of internal troubles. Such abrupt job cuts give employees less time to react and instead protects companies from security problems and data breaches. But over the past few years. Cutting the cord hasn't been so clean as short-changed employees often take to social media to vent their frustrations, even sometimes leaking trade secrets. But this recent change of heart is an attempt at avoiding backlash. On one hand, layoffs with a long runway offer workers the time for a job search to get their finances in order. But on the other hand, as the Wall Street Journal points out, knowing six months in advance that the inevitable end is near. Can cause workers to lose motivation. I mean, how will someone passionately toil on a job that you know will slip away in a matter of weeks? But anyway, what do you think? I mean, of course, there is no good way to be fired. But would you rather know exactly when it's going to happen and be informed well in advance, or would you rather lose your job unexpectedly? I know both options are far from ideal. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hi, I'm Manaswini, and this is the deep dive for 12th December 2023. We are almost at the tail end of 2023. This is the time to look back and reflect before the Christmas mood kicks in. So, to begin, here are a couple of questions. How much do you think Indian consumers indulged themselves this year? What does India's 2023 consumption trends say about its economy? And to be certain, have we fully recovered from the dents of the pandemic? Well, it's a little complicated, and not because we don't have an answer, but because across sectors, be it property, FMCG, automobile, or electronics, you will find two different contrasting answers to each of those questions. Take the property market for example. It sort of saw a boom this year. Premium and luxury houses, which cost anywhere between one and a half crore to fifteen crores, sold like hotcakes. According to data analytics firm Prop Equity, 
the luxury housing segment registered sales of about 9200 units in the first 9 months of 2023 which is a 95.7% increase from the same period in 2022 that's good news in fact it gets better in the top 7 cities in india which are delhi ncr mumbai pune bengaluru kolkata hyderabad and chennai over 5 lakh homes are expected to be sold this year which according to the economic times is the highest in a decade So clearly the demand for property is going through the roof and yes pun intended except the affordable housing segment shrunk this year for your information affordable houses are those which cost less than rupees 50 lakh according to real estate consultancy cbre in the third quarter of 2021 the share of affordable housing in overall sales was 26% and in the third quarter of this year it is nearly 16% So the data basically is suggesting that while demand for bigger expensive homes is growing not as many people are showing up to buy affordable budget homes the curious dichotomy is present in other sectors as well premium costlier products are flying off the shelf while entry level and mass market goods are at best struggling the economic times called it quote on quote a baffling tale of contrasts let's take another example cars As we wrote in our daily newsletter the signal Lamborghini's latest supercar Revolto priced at rupees 8.89 crores which was launched in India only last week is already sold out in fact according to the economic times the sale of premium cars costing upward of rupees 10 lakh have been rising year on year but the same story is here as well the demand for cheaper and affordable cars has dropped by 6% in the first half of fiscal year 2024 and i know i sound repetitive but the exact same story is unfolding with consumer electronics the sales of premier and pricier tv ac and fridge are growing while as ratanka mukherjee of the economic times points out demand for entry level and mass segment products is either declining or at best falling flat what explains this curious dichotomy of consumption how come demand for super expensive houses fancy cars and premium products is growing unabated while growth of cheaper budget friendly products is at best subdued we asked our senior editor somya gupta to help us make sense out of it so we're seeing data that shows that the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer in india in very simple terms Economists have also been calling this the K-shaped recovery post pandemic meaning uh, one arm of the K the rich uh their fortunes are rising whereas the other arm of the k the, the poor of india which is the vast majority of our population are not in fact they're losing their savings they're losing their net worth uh, what explains this uh is very simple um post pandemic jobs have shrunk unemployment has been growing a price rise has been coming in and going in various commodities and overall inflation while it has stayed in the target that the rbi wants it is eating into people's ability to spend also do the consumption trends of 2023 suggest that india's rural economy is still in stress rural demand by volume is much larger than urban and it also has a much lower base to grow from so it should grow ahead of urban in a growing economy that has not happened and it has not been happening for a long time you can look at investor commentary from 2016 17 even from the time of demonetization from the time of the gst rollout some or the other factor has constantly affected the ability of rural demand to keep ahead of urban 
maybe with some notable exceptions of a few quarters here and there. This is also why large FMCG firms like Hindustan Unilever, like ITC, Marico, Darbar, etc. have been focusing a lot more on growing their product portfolio on the premium end, which is for customers who are affluent, who are in urban markets. This is also why these companies have been putting good money into acquiring D2C brands, which were VC funded and which are certainly more premium than the mass FMCG brands that these large conglomerates run. So this is not new, but post-pandemic, because of the decimation that the economy faced, particularly in certain vulnerable sectors, this difference has just become more pronounced. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was researched and written by Dhruv Sharma and Anup Samwal. Edited by Soumya Gupta. Produced by me. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. <laughs>